Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to 222 of Martha Runs the World. I'm going to talk all about the London Marathon. It's described as huge and sometimes wacky and a massive fundraiser. The London Marathon is the largest race and largest fundraiser in the United Kingdom. This year, the race takes place on Sunday, April 23rd, and I wanted to talk about it before it happens. It is one of six major world marathons. The other five are New York, Chicago, Boston, Berlin, and Tokyo. Each one of them is quite large, and a lot of people try to get into them. Thousands, thousands of people try to get into each one of them because it's really it's a big status symbol, and it it's really important to many people to get into these big world marathons. They work very hard to run all six. I think there's a big giant medal that you can put all your all your medals from each race into if you run all six. They're very, very difficult to get into. Boston, of course, being the hardest. And people work very, very hard for this to get into them. Check out my episode on the Boston Marathon, episode number 169. It was released in April of 222 for all the the long history of that race and the fascinating history, actually, and controversy of that race. Now, I am not a person who likes huge crowds. I shy away. I used to like huge crowds. In my past life, I published a underground music magazine, and I used to go to these giant music festivals in Europe. The biggest was Dynamo, or as they called it in Europe, Dinamo. And that used to take place over three days in the south part of the Netherlands. And there would be 125,000 people there. I couldn't even imagine doing that now. It's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But I did it, and it was really fun. I had a great time doing it. Saw many bands who had never performed, metal bands who had never performed in the U.S., but not in this life. No, I'm not going to be around that many people. With that said, of all these six races, if I was going to do one of the major races, the London Marathon is the one that I would like to do the most. It just, just the scenery that you see, the spectacular beauty of London, it would just be so fun. I would love to do that sometime. Now, the first London Marathon was held March 29th in 1981, so it hasn't been around that long. 20,000 runners applied and only 6,747 were accepted, while 6,255 finished. Now the race has blossomed, and in 222, 50,000 plus runners ran the race. Now there have been more than 1,100,000 finishers since it started in the 80s. Runners of all abilities run the race. You have, you, you have the elites, of course, at the front of the race, and you have the people at the back. And you have lots of kinds of people at the back. And I'll talk about them in a little bit. But the roads, in fact, the roads don't even 
open until after seven hours. So they give you lots of time to run it. And, you know, it's not the first marathon to be held in London. The Polytechnic Marathon was the first. And that was known as, they called that the Poly. It started in 1909 and took place until 1996. However, women were officially banned from that race. That's not to say the women didn't run it. It it wasn't like the Boston Marathon was for decades. They didn't actively try to keep women from running. The first woman to run it, Violet Percy, ran it in 1926, but her time of 3 hours, 40 minutes, and 22 seconds was marked unofficial. So yeah, you could run it, but it would be unofficial. So I don't know what's worse. The race fights to keep you off the course, or they ignore you. You be the judge. Neither one are good. They're both awful, but I I don't know which one I would hate more. From the start, the London Marathon welcomed women and also added quick, I should say quickly added wheelchair racers as well. This was going to be the new race in town. Now, the course records for the men and women, I don't have the wheelchair records, sorry, but the men, the course records to date are for the men, Iliad Kipchoge, two hours, two minutes, and 37 seconds. He did that. He's from Kenya. He did that in 2019. You should know who he is. He's probably the greatest marathoner that has ever lived. And for the women, the UK's own Paula Radcliffe still holds the the record from uh, 2003 for women at two hours, 15 minutes, and 25 seconds. And other elite runners that have set course records over the years include Khalid Kanochi from the U.S., Greta Vates from Norway, Bridget Koski from Kenya, Antonio Pinto from Portugal. Chris Brashear and John Disley started the race actually in a pub talking about it in the perfect British establishment, a pub. This is what they wanted to do to have fun and provide some happiness and sense of achievement in a troubled world. Chris Brashear ran the New York Marathon and was so impressed with it that he wanted to do the same thing in London. In the first year of the race, 1981, two people won the race at the same time. Norwegian Inga Simonsen and Chris Beardsley finished it hand in hand. That was the first and last time that ever happened. Only 10 runners have run the marathon every year, with the exception of 2020, of course, when they didn't have it. They only had it virtually. The fastest age group of runners are from 35 to 45 years old. In 2020, they didn't run the race in person. And in 2021 and 2022, the race was moved from the spring to the fall. But this year, it's back to the spring in its normal time. As I said, in 2020, they didn't hold the race, but they did have a virtual one. And people all over the world in 109 countries participated. But there is one thing that distinguishes the London Marathon from all other marathons. Fancy dress. And now, for my fellow Americans who don't watch as much British television as I do, fancy dress means costumes. 
This race is known for runners in fancy dress, and these costume runners usually run for charity. Many are trying to go after records for the Guinness Book of Records. Strange and bizarre records, true, but records nonetheless. One runner, Lloyd Scott, wore a deep diving suit weighing 110 pounds in 2002. He also set the record for the slowest marathon ever. It took him five days and 29 minutes to finish. Now that's persistence. How do you do that? How do you keep going 26 miles for five days? I mean, good gosh, you must just take a few steps and take a break, take a few steps, take a break, take a few steps. Oi! He also raised 100,000 pounds for cancer and leukemia in childhood. He's also running his final race this year in 2023 again, but this time dressed as Captain Scarlet from the 1960s animated British TV show Captain Scarlet and the Misterons. So good for you, or as they say, well done, Lloyd, well done. A footballer or soccer player to us Americans, John Farnworth, finished the race kicking a ball between his right and left feet without dropping it once. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that. Just keeping going as he's going along for 26 miles. I mean, it's one thing to do it for a mile, which is something to, to say, but for 26 miles, can you imagine? I, I just can't imagine. And he didn't drop it once. Incredible. It took him 12 hours, 15 minutes. Interesting to note, the Farmworth also set the world record for covering the farthest distance in one hour juggling a soccer ball with his feet. He did that in in 2019. The old record was 5.55K. He covered 5.82K, or 3.61 miles. Here are some other records. David Jones ran the fastest marathon dressed in pajamas at 2 hours, 47 minutes, and 15 seconds. David Henson ran the fastest marathon in handcuffs. (laughs) I don't know why that one makes me laugh. 2 hours, 54 minutes, and 57 seconds. And I, did you, do you have the same question that I do? How do you practice that? Do you practice that running in handcuffs down the street? And what do your neighbors think? What do, Anybody, what does anybody think if they see you running down the street in handcuffs? How does that work? Do you do you run it where people can't see you? Do you cover it up with a towel? What's going on with that? How do you do that? How in the world do you practice? Sarah Dudgeon ran the fastest marathon dressed as a witch. I'm sure she had a broom with her. I mean, she should have. And she did it in 3 hours, 11 minutes, and 52 seconds. Gower Tan ran the fastest marathon dressed as a mad scientist. 3 hours, 14 minutes, and 16 seconds. Kelly Clark ran the fastest marathon dressed as a candy confection item. 4 hours, 24 seconds, and 24 minutes and 6 seconds. And no, they don't say what kind of candy confection. And that's kind of driving me crap driving me crazy. What kind? What did she dress as? Did she dress as a piece of fudge? Did she dress as, um, what, uh, a 
a candy cane? <laughs> what did she dress as? <laughs> Come on. But there are so many more, and I can't even I can't cover them all because it would just take all day. It really would. It it would just be uh, really long. <laughs> Couples getting married. Uh, uh, there's a lot of them that get married on the route. The first couple to marry was Mick Gambrill and Barbara Cole in 1999, and there's just a ton of them that, that tie the knot during the race. So it's not really unusual to see people going down in a modified a wedding gown and a tux. So don't be surprised if you ever see that. Now, in 2018, 13 stars of one of my favorite shows, The Great British Bake Off, ran the race, which is really cool. I remember seeing videos of them practicing and getting out there running. I thought that was really neat. Now, I mentioned earlier that it's the largest fundraiser in the, in the world. Since it started, they've raised about $1 billion. That's epically amazing. That is really, really cool. So good on you. Really good on you. The oldest person to finish is Farya Singh in 2004 at 93 years old. And he finished in six hours, seven minutes. So yeah, no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. Now, 400,000 try to get in every year. And since they they take about 50,000, that's a big amount that doesn't get in. So keep trying. If, you, if you're trying, don't get in. Just keep trying and keep trying. You might get in. <laughs> I'm not going to say you will, but you might. There's music. There's lots of bands and musicians all throughout the course. In big marathons like this, there's absolutely no reason to, to listen to music on your headphones because there will be music and cheering the whole course. There's people cheering all the way through. In some of the big American marathons, you're not going to see people, and you're not going to have people on part of the course. In the SF Marathon, there were lots of parts where I ran, and there was nobody cheering. There was no one there. There was lots of empty blocks that I would go. But And funny, too, though, that with the California International Marathon in Sacramento, there was crowds in all parts even out in the countryside there were people cheering everywhere so it's not always true but i would say new york london berlin tokyo those those kind of ones are always boston you're always going to have crowds everywhere so no reason to play music or have your own headphones you can take them with you but i don't think you really need it i know in london you're always going to have people cheering for you and there's also another thing that you have to be careful, especially someone like me who doesn't drink, is that there will be people who will try to hand you a cup of beer instead of water. So be careful of what you drink if you, if you don't drink. Just look at what's inside the cup. <laughs> if you don't drink and you don't want beer, don't just take it and drink it without looking inside <laughs> to see what you're drinking. I would caution you on that. <laughs> So just be careful and just make sure uh, to know what you have before you drink it. If you don't care and you want a beer, go for it. I think that's cool. Now, the course itself is kind of interesting, the way they have it. It has not changed a lot. There's been a couple differences just because of construction and stuff, but it really hasn't changed much over the years. It starts at Blackheath, which is just north of Greenwich Park. And there are three separate starting points for everyone. 
and you're in one of the three, and then you eventually join in together into one group, and then it goes down closer to the water, and then um, you go down through the south part and then over the tower bridge, and then you make a sharp right heading towards through the St. Catharines and, and Wapping District, circling the Isle of Dogs, then head back west uh, past Whitehall and ending at St. James Park. Now, some of the things that you'll see when you're on the course, it's pretty amazing. You will see so many things. Some of the things you will pass along the way are the Naval Maritime Museum, the old Navy ship, the Cuddy Sark, the Tower Bridge, views of the Thames for days, the Tower of London, the Canary Wharf, Isle of Dogs, Millennium Bridge, Cleopatra's Needle, the London Eye, Westminster Bridge, St. James Park, Big Ben, Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace, and the Wellington Arch. There is so much to see and so much to experience doing the London Marathon. It's an, it looks like just such an incredible, incredible race and so much fun. And I thought, wow, this looks really good. And then I priced airfare to London. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so expensive. But hey, if you can do it and you can put your money away and you get entry, it's so worth it. It looks so much fun and so worth it that why not? It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and you if you can afford it, you just got to go for it. You just have to. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do it, or I will do it if I can one day. I will somehow do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but it, it looks really fun and just, just in a great, great experience. Um, yeah, so that is fun, and that is coming up in, in uh, this weekend. And, yeah, enjoy it. If you can watch it uh, live, just check it out and, and see how that goes and hope they have wonderful weather for it. I hope it's a great race for everyone in it. It lo- just looks amazing. Now, uh, my rehab is coming along quite well. I'm doing really well with it. I'm walking more. I'm getting out there, getting more active. I'm feeling better. My hip is really, really getting better quickly. It's still, there are still times when it, it decides to be a little cranky and not, not, not do what I want it to do, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be okay faster this time around. And that's a good thing. That is not a bad thing. I'm figuring out what races I want to do, what money I'll have to do them with. <laughs> that is also another thing. I'm also trying to figure out what races I want to do in the future, uh, what ultra races I want to do. And I, I'm trying to figure out a hundred miler that I want to do next year, not that I want to do next summer or a year from this summer or a a year from this fall, that's when I want to do my 100 miler. So I will let you know how that's coming along. And as, as we move into things that will, I will let you know how everything is coming along with that. But yeah, the, I only have one race set up. I will 
uh, sign up for the ride to walk, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do the 12 hour or the six hour at this point for that race. I'd like to do a couple races before that. I don't have anything planned, so I will have to see about that. Now, don't forget that every Thursday or Friday, I put up a blog piece that talks a little bit about something in my running life or something that goes along with running is just a short little written piece. You can check that out. I'll also have a link to my YouTube channel. I put out little YouTube videos, just short ones that you can check out if you get a chance. I'd appreciate it. Those will get better as I go along. I promise. <laughs> I will get better. And that is it. And thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm so appreciative. I'm so thankful. And you've been along for the ride for so long. And just the most loyal and wonderful audience. And really, I, I'm so happy you're here. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.